Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Les Foltz from Cincinnati Maintenance. Say hi to everyone, Les. Hey! Before we get started, uh, what I'd like to do is tell everyone what, what's coming up over the uh, the next couple of weeks and who's going to be on the show. We have, next week, we have Jim Steger. He's the president of Integrity Express Logistics. They're up in Blue Ash. Next Friday... A week from today, we have Alfonso Conejo from the Hispanic Chamber. On the 16th of May, we have Adam Solzman from PCMS, and he's their SharePoint product manager or practice manager. On the 17th of May, we have a really special guy on. We have Jay McKeever. He is the director of worldwide marketing for Syncom Systems. <clears throat> And on the 23rd, we have Brad Cates. He is the new president of ProSource. We have a lot of other fantastic shows coming up later in May and June. If you know someone who should be on the show, please feel free to give my office a call. What else is coming up? We had a, a new Sandler calendar come out uh, this week. The, the Sandler Foundations course for eight weeks starts next Wednesday morning. That's from 8 to 10. And if you're a Sandler a Sandler prospective client and you'd like to come to the class, we have special pricing for people who say that they heard about it on the radio show. Rather dramatic improvement. That course is going to cover uh, why have a system, the importance of how to, and how to build bonding and rapport, the elements in terms of an upfront contract, identifying the reasons that people do business with you, how to have the right questioning strategy, finding the prospect's budget, closing the sale, improving your batting average, and a whole week on improving your prospecting behavior. Uh, and speaking of prospecting, we have a our cold call camp for the month of May. It's going to be Wednesday, May 29th. And that's a, that's a program that you actually don't even need Sandler exposure to to gain something out of. Let's talk a little bit about Les. Les has been in business-to-business telemarketing and retail sales for over 10 years. And then he discovered his passion for entrepreneurship. He spent two years working for a local carpet cleaning company as their sales and marketing guru. This gave him a chance to learn about the industry and the flaws associated with them. In 2010, he incorporated Cincinnati Maintenance Inc., whose emphasis on sustainable practices separate his company from everybody else in the industry. 
His company's main service offerings include carpet cleaning, tile and upholstery cleaning, and dryer vent cleaning. Uh, they provide health and safety for their customers without the use of toxic chemicals and reduce environmental waste. He was once part of the problem. Now he's part of the solution. Thanks for joining us, Les. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, warm introduction. Good. Uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit more about your company and how you got here and, and yourself? Absolutely. And, uh, Mike, just exciting news at Cincinnati Maintenance. We have celebrated three years in business in April, and we're just growing by leaps and bounds. Truly blessed to be in a good position, surround myself with good company. And as you mentioned earlier, we use the business to solve some problems in the industry. Cincinnati Maintenance, its mission to provide a safer, healthier alternative in the cleaning arena. And just, you know, like I said, growing by leaps and bounds, we serve nearly 800 customers now. And I mentioned earlier, uh, or you mentioned how I went through some transitions in sales, marketing, and I discovered unique opportunity through flaws discovered in the industry uh, to branch out and start on my own. Kind of interesting, all that experience through telemarketing, retail, business to business, really uh, gave me the ambition and training I needed to start my own business. Spent some time with Aflac, was an insurance producer for two years, and through that, mm. through that opportunity and through that uh, decision, I discovered a local carpet cleaner. And through that uh, opportunity, they gave me the free reins on the marketing and sales. I, at the time, knew nothing about carpet cleaning mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or the science associated with it. But through that experience, discovered the science and the involvement needed uh, and the training that was needed that was currently lacking at this business gave me an opportunity to fix problems. And I was representing the firm. I was out in the community, selling health and clean, and discover that we were using high alkaline degreasers, volatile solvents, and without the proper care, not only for the employees, but with the customers in mind, I felt like a fraud. So this was my chance to give back to the community, and I sought some advice from some uh, expert master cleaners on what method, what direction to go in to separate myself from everyone else here locally. So it's been an exciting ride and uh, glad to be in the position I'm in right now. Good. And unless you've agreed to take calls from our listeners, if anyone wants to call in during the show, the number is always the same, 646-595-4916. We'll be screening the calls during the commercial breaks. Les, you talked about some toxic chemicals that other people use in cleaning carpets. Frankly, I've never noticed that. Well, <clears throat> part of that comes with education. You know, chemistry is fine if it's used properly. The problem is, is when you don't have the education delivered to the end user, then that's where the problem lies. You know, it's safe to use chemistry a specific way. There's scientists and chemical engineers that design the products to be used a certain way. And within those margins, they're perfectly safe. The unfortunate thing is if you don't dilute it right and if you're mixing products, you know, that's where the problem comes into play. Uh, we would often clean with a high alkaline degreaser, then come through and clean with a detergent, leaving residues behind, causing unwanted soil, and potentially leaving the uh, environment unhealthy. 
So again, it's just all education. There's such a high turnover in this industry that it's it's sometimes difficult to get that high level of edu- education certification to that uh, end user on the truck. So that's that's another major emphasis with Cincinnati Maintenance is our passion and our dedication to proper training. Who gives the proper training? The IICRC is the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration. Uh, there's several instructors throughout the country that provide the education to the cleaning industry. It just, just kind of helps bridge a gap between the mills, the cleaning professionals, and, and uh, the technicians. So kind of brings it all together, educate the industry on what's appropriate, what's appropriate to maintain warranty and proper cleaning procedures. So. Mm-hmm. I guess most people know about the, the three different types of cleaning, steam, and the second type would be the wet cleaning mm-hmm. for liquid. Third type would be the guys who have the, the dry cleaning mm-hmm. of carpets. What do you think of those three methods? Well, wh- what we do is considered encapsulation, so or, or more specific, low moisture. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar to a dry clean or a bonnet cleaning. Uh, hot water extraction, it's not actually steam. Steam is really considered hot water. So, uh, just really to clarify, hot water. <laughs> really hot water. But uh, you know, the difference between uh, they all are going to clean. Mm-hmm. They're all going to provide a level of clean. There's actually three rules that you need to follow in cleaning carpet. Oh, and, what are those three rules? Well, three, not necessarily rules, but there's three attributes to cleaning carpet that produce the cleaning result. Let me clarify. Okay. So there's agitation. Mm-hmm. There's heat. And there's chemistry. Mm-hmm. So if you have high marks in any three categories, you're going to pr- pr- produce a cleaning result. In any three or all three? Any three, but all three would be better. Okay. What do you mean by any three? Any three? Well, if you had high, if you were cleaning with cold water, but you had higher agitation, there's a good chance you're still going to provide a cleaning result. Okay. Okay. So as long as you have high marks in any of those categories, you'll be able to clean. So the problem with some steam cleaners is that they decide that more water, more pressure is going to clean. But we're not talking heat, we're not talking agitation, and we're not talking quality chemistry. So oftentimes these rugs are left over wet, damage, extended dry times, and potential damage to the carpet. So again, this education kind of trickles through not only with the chemistry, but the method and procedures involved with it as well. Mm-hmm. So any cleaning method will work as long as that training is in place. So in in the encapsulation segment, what we use 90% of the time, because we still do offer a hot water extraction, the cleaning job or the mess at hand, we have to decide what method would really be appropriate to resolve the problem. So the encapsulation, however, is really one of the fastest growing segments in the carpet cleaning industry. It's been around for years. But it just takes more time, more effort to produce the the job. You know, you have to spend more time and really get involved with the job as compared to someone just rushing through a job. You cannot rush through encapsulation cleaning. You have to vacuum. You have to use proper chemistry. You, know, you have to perform additional steps where other cleaners can so, so-called cut corners. So we're, you know, uh, really appreciate that direction that we're in because we always produce a high-quality result, but in the encapsulation area, there's high agitation, there's always hot water, and there's excellent chemistry. So we have high marks in all categories producing a clean 
that other companies struggle to achieve because they're they may be lacking in one of those three categories. Mm-hmm. So the culprit has to be agitated, sit down to some degree, extract the water, and I'm not exactly sure what you mean by encapsulation. Encapsulation cleaning just means that it's going to surround the dirt particles. So when we come into a home or a business, we are going to vacuum, remove 75 to 90% of the dry soil before we add any water. So that really pulls out almost a lot of the, the dirt in the carpet before we even get to the wet cleaning. Furthermore, the products are environmentally friendly, non-toxic, safe, but they encapsulate soil that would otherwise be bound to the face fiber. Mm-hmm. So it goes that one extra step in breaking the bind of soil from the carpet. And then on a next routine vacuuming, either the homeowner, business, janitorial team will continue to extract the carpet with soil that would otherwise be left behind. Okay. Again, if you have a question for us, the number is 646-595-4916. We're going to listen to a short commercial about Tip Club which is a networking club here in Cincinnati that I'm sponsoring. The next tip club meeting here in Cincinnati is on May 23rd from 7.30 to 9 a.m. here at our training center. Let's listen to Jimmy Box describe tip club. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. If you'd like to reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the events tab. Then just scroll down the list of events until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 1-800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you on the 18th. This is Mike Roth and Les Folds from Cincinnati Maintenance. Les, before we get too far into it, and I forget to ask you, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you after the show? Absolutely, Mike. The uh, website is the best opportunity to get in touch with us for a demo or questions. It's CincinnatiMaintenance.com. That's all one word, CincinnatiMaintenance.com. It's always free to give us a call at 513-827-6150. Good. Why don't you tell our listeners, you started your company about three years ago? Correct, April 2010. Okay. And 
How do you go to market? How do people find out about you? Well, it was a pretty big challenge to decide how I could find a cleaning job for tomorrow on a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I find a person that may only need me every 3, 6, 12, or 24 months? Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a Sandler program I do <laughs> called Marketing on a Shoestring Budget. Right, okay. But I could, you know, spend all day making cold calls with limited or no results because they may have a cleaner or by the time someone needs something, that person may not even reside at that company anymore and nobody has any idea who stopped by a year ago. So I put a lot of emphasis on Internet marketing and strategy as the need for a cleaning service arises. Folks will jump on their mobile phones, on their desktop, and search for our top-rated service companies. So we put emphasis in that since day one, and that's primarily how we generate new leads outside of uh, refer- our referral uh, system. Mm-hmm. So most of your new business comes in from the Internet? The Internet and a referral networking system, yeah. Mm-hmm. What percentage of the business do you think comes in from the Internet? Uh, probably at least uh, 20%. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Do you uh, buy pay-per-click? Do not. Mm-hmm. Just website? Content. Content. Content drives searchability. Content drives your visibility online. So combination of several things. You know, the Internet is like a big puzzle, and you have to assemble all those pieces towards your goal. You know, you have to set a goal with the Internet. You can't just put up a website, put up a video, and expect to reap benefits of without a goal. So our goal was to help our customers who are searching specifically for our service and target the Internet strategy around those key phrases or key terms. So that as they search for green carpet cleaners, low-moisture carpet cleaners, uh, expert, the best carpet cleaners. And we've really targeted our strategy around key phrases that get us a customer that we want. You know, I don't, I try to weed out the customers that we don't want. And you can do that by setting those goals online. But uh, we've been very successful in that area. Mm-hmm. And as we you shared with me before the show, uh, you're doing that internally as opposed to farming that out to a third body. Absolutely. The the years of experience have kind of brought me to this level. The uh, relationships that I've developed and the experience, again, just give me the education. It's an ongoing process. It's a, it's a weekly routine, mm-hmm. uh, almost daily sometimes, but some time is dedicated to this weekly to keep the uh, activity moving um, so that we try to stay ahead of our competition. Mm-hmm. In the carpet cleaning business, you find that your competition is actively working on the web? Absolutely, yeah. The competition is extreme and very difficult. Mm-hmm. So the web is a uh, constant battle. Uh, it's a constant involvement. But uh, I think we have the upper hand compared to many others uh, in my uh, business size. You know, to, to not be at a level that has in-house marketers where the business owner, entrepreneur, etc., is managing the campaigns, I think we're doing uh, very well. Mm-hmm. Do you also do uh, print ads? Limited. Because, again, we're on a 3, 6, 12, or 20 more four-month cleaning cycle. Mm-hmm. So someone may not need me at that time. And, you know, by the time you have something in hand, by the time the need comes up, do you remember what article, newspaper, or, or what have you, uh, that you saw the ad? So it's a very difficult 
category for me. The money was just being wasted. So I, I have opted out of certain print advertising, unless it's to support a nonprofit or uh, my church, you know, something in that area that I'm, then I'll consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what parts of the Cincinnati marketplace do you work in? Uh, we serve the entire tri-state area. So the 275 loop, basically, um, 40 mile service range of uh, the Cincinnati metro area. Mm-hmm. So generally, you don't serve Dayton. Not typically, unless it was a uh, larger commercial project that could justify the the time and transportation. Mm-hmm. Do you do commercial projects on a regular basis? Absolutely. Makes about forty to sixty percent of our business. That's a lot of. Well, <laughs> let's see. There's a forty to sixty percent split. Forty percent commercial, sixty percent residential. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um, what do you think your unique marketing advantage is? Well, we solve some problems associated with the industry. Working for two years for the local firm allowed me to see some of the issues, not only chemistry, but dry time. Uh, you know, how fast can my business or home get back to normal? And often the complaint is my carpets were wet for too long. Uh, it took too long to dry. My carpet was wet for two or three days. Anything over 24 hours causes biological growth. Mm-hmm. So that was one issue. Uh, spots reappearing. That was a common complaint where uh, they came in and cleaned and the carpet looked fine for a while and then the spot came back. I heard that about uh, some of the steam companies. Yeah, too much water being used. Mm-hmm. As water is sent to the back of the rug, it causes those stains to wick up or reappear. So the low moisture processor encapsulation eliminates that wicking process. So a couple areas that we've been able to zero in and, and address some of the issues common uh, with uh, consumers relating to our industry. Do your people move the furniture in a room? Absolutely. And uh, some things are on special request. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about when you put the furniture back on the wet carpet that you just cleaned? How do you do that? We put uh, pads or blocks underneath the furniture to prevent any of the stain from uh, transferring to the carpet. And then the consumer has to remove these blocks. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're blocks of wood? Wood or styrofoam. Okay. Makes some sense. So I, I take it you don't have any salespeople. You're looking at them. I'm looking at them. Okay. <laughs> so everyone who's listening, if you've got a question for the salesperson, it's a question for less. <laughs> 646-595. Four nine one six. What do you think the obstacles are in growing your company? Well, some of the uh, obstacles that we experience is, is uh, like I mentioned earlier, differentiating ourselves from our competition, price, and education. I knew out the gate that I couldn't just buy a truck and be like everybody else. The economy was in the tank. Uh, you know, I had to find that separation to develop that customer base or develop that following. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there wasn't uh, many folks with a green focus or sustainable focus outside of that, but also focus on quality. You know, there's a lot of stigmas out there regarding green, but it's still our mission and passion. But to more focus on quality, low moisture, address issues with overwetting, reappearance of stains, 
and quality training. That was key. So that 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 was real the obstacle to come through and 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 present a better product, better service, so that we weren't mixed in with all the other guys. And <clears throat> on the price, it's, it poses some issues too. You know, every day consumers are hit with. Uh, unbelievable low prices for this service, and I, I I love the one here in Cincinnati lately, five rooms for ninety nine dollars. Not only that, but a, a return trip for forty nine dollars. So for one hundred and forty nine dollars, two employees makes two trips and cleans. You know, so you're really it just blows my mind because that that's very difficult. You can't the way gas prices are, and then you think about chemistry and labor, you just cannot pull a profit. And, you know, you cannot sustain a business at those prices. So uh, that that was a big challenge for me is how do I separate myself from other guys when they're selling five rooms for $99 and I'm selling uh, three rooms for $99. So reduction in the size of the job, but we spend more time there, you know. So we spend more effort and follow the proper procedures and vacuum, vacuum. It's amazing how many cleaners fail to vacuum a carpet before mm-hmm. they start spraying chemicals and water on on the uh, rugs. So, you know, with all that considered, there's just no way I could clean a whole house for ninety nine dollars. So, that's that's a big big obstacle that I I face on a daily basis. Um, it's often the first question from a caller or a new customer. You know, what's your price? Not what's your procedure? What's what's your chemistry? What products are you using in my home? Or business? What are you exposing my employees and my family to? You know, those I think should be more priority questions as far as what's your price. I mean, okay, so uh, since we have a little bit of time here, before a couple of minutes before we take the next commercial break, uh, what kind of products do you use on someone's carpets? Well, we we uh, I've done a lot of research into safe chemistry, and believe it or not. Even some of the green seal products that carry non-toxic labels can eat your skin right off your hand. So uh, I've had a product that said non-toxic, biodegradable, everything else, uh, completely give me a chemical burn on my skin. So it's it's very challenging to investigate, research, and decide what products are going to be ultimately safe. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, we really, as cleaners, we have to make the right decision on what's being used for to solve the appropriate problem. So we you really have to put the faith in us that we're using the proper products designed or or follow the directions properly so that we're not uh involving any risk or exposure to our customers. So when we search for products, we either use a uh design for the environment a product, it's a uh encapsulant that the US EPA scientists have uh investigated and tested to prove that the uh, exposure is not a risk to any human, pet, or the planet. And that's 90% of the products we use. Um, We signify that right on our homepage uh, with the Design for the Environment logo. And then there's other uh, advancements in chemistry that um, allow us to use non-toxic or plant-based cleaners. And these cleaners, Mike, odorless, no VOCs, just really, really safe products that oftentimes through agitation, perform higher cleaning results than the toxic uh, counterparts. Uh, How do you get agitation? Well, we use portable equipment 90% of the time in our cleaning processes. That uh, The equipment actually has nylon brushes 
that actually scrub and clean the carpet. So that's powerful agitation compared to someone coming in with just a, a carpet cleaning wand, mm-hmm. not producing the cleaning power, you know, uh, using more water or more steam or what have you, compared to uh, equipment that has brushes that scrub the carpet. Do you adjust the process based on the type of material the carpet is made out of? Yes. More delicate fibers would require special attention. Uh, and also the soil level. The soil level will dictate the chemistry and the amount of water or the amount of agitation involved. So those are all factors that a cleaning professional should uh, be able to decide. Good. Let's let's take a, another short uh, commercial break here, and we'll hear a couple of Sandler commercials. Again, if you have a question for Les, now's the time to call in, 646-595-4916. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646. 6523 or check our website at rothconsulting.net. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth and Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth with Les Foltz, Cincinnati Maintenance. Les, you were talking about the different processes that you use for different carpets before we took the break. Does your company have any kind of a guarantee for the carpet cleaning work that you do? Absolutely. And what we guarantee is our service, the workmanship. You know, no two rugs are the same, no two spots are the same, no two issues are the same. So in that regard, we can't solve every spot spill and stain out there. But what we can do is guarantee that we'll use the best possible method, the most skilled workers, to uh, resolve these issues. So and oftentimes why folks buy from us, that's one concern is a guarantee. Another thing is that experience while we're there, you know, that helps separate us from other companies specifically relating to whether or not we get that spot out. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a whole way that we 
schedule the call. We're on time. We're often ahead of schedule. You know, everybody's time is valuable. When we show up, it's the way that we greet the customer, mm-hmm. the experience inside, and then uh, the inspection after the cleaning, the black and white pricing. You know, so it's a whole experience. But uh, again, we do guarantee uh, the quality of the work in a workmanship. If there's ever an issue, we give a 10-day satisfaction guarantee because any, anything can be introduced to the environment in those 10 days. Mm-hmm. So we have to limit it to a certain uh, time because uh, a new spot or spill could develop. Um, but uh, folks, folks are very happy with uh, this method and uh, certainly works for us. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember I have a friend uh, in California, and she had her house carpeted with white carpet. Big mistake. Yeah. Uh, so she she had this big party, and all of us were over there, and she was serving red wine. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at something in the living room, and she put her wine down on the carpet. And knocked it over. Mm-hmm. Red stain in that carpet. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're ever drinking red wine, have a bottle of white hanging around. It'll inter, inter, it'll neutralize the stain immediately. So, really, even if you're not a white wine drinker, you better stock a bottle or two just in case you have that party, Mike. You can uh, neutralize the stain right away. It'll disappear. It'll neutralize absolutely. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm I'm full of tricks and tips. <laughs> hey, uh, Julie should have known that. Uh, I think on her next house she put in hardwood. Oh, <laughs> I hope she's not listening. So you had a friend, huh? <laughs> we still have her. Yeah. Uh, do you guys uh, have have a long term strategic business plan? Oh, it's constantly being evaluated. Mm-hmm. You know, business changes on a day-to-day basis, a month-to-month basis. So uh, the answer is yes. Um, I knew, I know that without goals, goal setting, you know, you really don't have anything to go with. You know, you're kind of just throwing your fishing line out there and hoping that something happens. You know, without a strategic plan, uh, financial plan, financial goal, uh, employee goals, business-oriented goals and marketing goals, and that and all kind of comes together, you know, there's a opportunity uh, for failure, you know, if you don't have these uh, goals in place, whether it's financial, marketing, sales, employees. So the answer is yes, and it's constantly evolving. Well, good. Uh, again, we're going to be screening calls during the commercial break. Uh, if you want to call in, it's 646 595 Four nine one six. What do you think the opportunities and possibilities are for uh, a regional carpet cleaning company like yours here in Cincinnati? Well, <clears throat> there's uh, opportunities in uh, uh, the segment that we're in. You know, I really feel like this is a um, uh, becoming more popular. The uh, green uh, methods. You know, more and more and more people in this area are concerned about the environment. And uh, we're still about 10 years, I'd say, uh, away from the West Coast um, or more environmentally friendly areas like Denver uh, or Seattle. You know, where uh, this is kind of mainstream. Folks care more about 
what's being involved in their business or the environment, uh, whether that's indoors or outdoors. So there's a lot of opportunities in that segment. Uh, Cincinnati is emerging as a greener city, so I'm certainly well positioned uh, in this market for that area. And there's uh, great opportunities to offer a multitude of services, so not just strictly carpet, but what we do extends the uh, tile, hardwood, upholstery, and dryer vent maintenance. So, you know, there's a lot of different segments that fall into a restorative cleaner or maintenance cleaner uh, or in this industry. So, is there is there really much to this uh, dryer cleaning thing? You hear a lot of uh, radio ads about that. Uh, is, it, is it more of a kind of a hoax, or is it something that really has to be done more than once every 20 years? Last week, there was a fire in Covington, Kentucky, related to an improperly maintained dryer vent. Uh, really? 15,000 fires annually, 150-plus uh, 100, injuries, and to over 20 deaths are, are related to dryer vents each year and millions of dollars in damages. So, no, the threat is real, Mike, and uh, if without... Uh, proper maintenance, you're really putting your family or your customers at risk. Uh, quick tip for you is if your dryer is taking too long to dry the clothes, shut it down immediately. Inspect it yourself. They sell kits at Lowe's Home Depot. Um, if your vent is too long, exceeding 15, 20 feet, it's a better idea to call a professional. Uh, and if your dryer is ever hot to the touch, that's also an indicator that there's a blockage or an issue. So, yeah, the, the the threat's real, and, and there's definitely a need for that. Is that true for both gas and electric, or is uh-huh. one more susceptible than the other? doesn't matter. Really? doesn't matter. It's the same. Well, I think same gas has got a source. flame. Same heat source, yeah. Well, right. there's still hot, there's still heat at the dryer is what I'm saying, regardless right. of whether it's gas or you still have fire potential there. Okay, so dryers don't have an overheat shutdown. Some of the newer models will recognize the airflow restriction and will shut the dryer down. But there's millions of dryers without that uh, fancy feature. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's uh, let's ask you this question. We have a theory of operation here, Les, that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you have to use a equally complex solution. Perhaps you could share uh, a complex problem that you had that you solved with a complex solution? Well, I think the most complex problem that most businesses have is determining the price. It's too easy. It's too easy to charge less for what you do. Mm -hmm. It's too easy. So most people take the easy route, and they determine that it was a mistake, They become in this position where, you know, they'd rather uh, accept that lower price instead of working hard to educate the customer. So this this is where the problem lies. Instead of caving to your customer, um, I've worked through education to help uh, fix that problem. So challenging when you're promoting the business and trying to charge the price that you need and you have those obstacles to get through with your customer. Education through videos and online marketing has really helped in that arena or solve that problem. So you have <clears throat> online educational videos on your website? We have educational videos on my website and throughout the web. Uh, blogs, 
and uh, content on our website to help differentiate ourselves from the competition, but help educate our customers on why we charge what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's black and white. It's it's straight out there. You know, there's no question in what we charge, but uh, it really helps weed out the issue of someone calling and beating you up on price because I tend not to get those customers anymore. We've helped to eliminate folks that are just shopping for price, mm-hmm. you know, we through uh, another area in referrals, you know, to really develop a referral system where that works, you know, where folks constantly talk about your business and they call and they say, we want to hire you, not what's your price. Mm-hmm. We heard last we hear you do great work. We want to hire you. What's your schedule like? You know, those are great phone calls where you're not in that problem of price. You know, what, and you're not fighting for that business or fighting over the price. So we do that through education. Good. Last, we're going to take a uh, our last commercial break here, and we'll be right back. This message is short and to the point. In business, you don't get paid for what you know. You get paid for what you sell. Yet many salespeople leave their skills to chance. They often think, let me think it over. They write proposals that go nowhere. They lower their price to get the order. They wind up chasing prospects through the voicemail maze. It doesn't have to be that way. The best salespeople were not born great. They learned it. I'm Mike Roth of Roth & Associates. We're famous for our expensive, difficult sales training. We're not for everyone. We build the best sales prospectors and sales negotiators on the planet. Are you in sales? Are you ready to get deadly serious about your career that feeds your family? Are you ready to make a change? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523. Sandler's most experienced trainer in Cincinnati, 646-6523. This is Mike Roth. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are we hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523, or check our website at RothConsulting.net. This is Mike Roth and Les Fultz. We're going to start this segment uh, with a caller, you, who's got a succinct question for Les. You, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Uh, I enjoyed what I'm hearing Les saying, how he's operating his business. That's the only way to go. It's uh, quality and consistency and and uh, that referrals will, in the long run, pay off uh, to have the quality customer, too. And it's really about educating them continually and showing that quality all the way through. But Absolutely. in attracting your new customers and offsetting the competition, there are some 
tools that you may not be using yet. And, and your I course, was going to ask you if you have heard or have attempted to use video email yet. Okay. But, Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks, you. Hold on, and we'll answer the question. Okay. Uh, huge question. Good question. Uh, related to video, yes, video is a very vital part uh, of the educational process. Also serves as a alternative search when you're competing online for the same category. It allows you an opportunity to show up ahead sometimes of your own very own website. So video tools are very very important. And uh, the answer to your question specifically, uh, you cannot send out a video attached to an email. What you can do is link your video uh, within the email. So the answer is yes. Every uh, email newsletter we send out normally includes a new video or educational segment. And all we do is crop the photo of the video and attach a link so that they're directed to the uh, video outlet YouTube. I, I think there was a, a company, or maybe still, still around, that, that did create a video email server mm -hmm. so the email itself linked through to a video yeah okay but that's not going to be common for the most for most uh entrepreneurs business owners it's just not prevalent and it's most of the major email uh companies or internet companies frown on the uh videos within the email so you, you run a, a real thin line there as far as being considered spam, et cetera. So that technology just hasn't developed enough yet. Good. Okay. Um, what kind of uh, development work are you doing on the Internet now since we got into that subject? Well, like I mentioned earlier, it's, a, it's an ongoing process, and just like anything in business, it needs to constantly change. The new trends, the new social fronts, uh, we are always on the uh, forefront of the social media. I think we have more social uh, media connections than most of the other cleaning companies here locally. We have more fans on Facebook. And uh, just a bit of advice, always monitor your listings. Uh, I added 250 new customers last year thanks to uh, Google and SEO uh, uh, in search engine-related uh, leads. And uh, at a moment's notice, that could be affected. So it's a constant, rigorous thing that you should always be monitoring your uh, listings to make sure that they're consistent and they're always active. Can you talk for a couple of minutes less about Google Plus? Yeah, Google Plus. Um, in October of last year, I noticed a, a change in our, our callers, our new customers. The phone died. We, we were getting seven to eight calls a week at least at minimum, from Google. And Google, in the last year or so, has become social similar to Facebook. And this uh, poses some great opportunities, but during this transition, my listing was deleted. So for two years, the work and effort that went into developing this presence was uh, uh, gone. It was gone. So I noticed a change, and I knew that something had happened, and I had to start from the ground up again. But this uh, Google Plus is a great uh, opportunity to uh, brand your business and market it a completely different way uh, as Google Plus actually alters search engine results. So if you have folks in your circle, similar to Facebook fans, mm -hmm. folks in your circle 
who like or plus your posts. Those posts will show up related to your category ahead of the traditional uh, search engine results due to the fact that folks in your circle have uh, engaged with that business. So if I search for Cincinnati Carpet Cleaners and I'm currently a Google Plus uh, subscriber, my website will show up ahead of all my competitors because I have liked, a friend of mine has liked Cincinnati Maintenance. So if, even if your friends in your circles like a certain business, it'll show up or show higher popularity than existing search engines. So it's a great opportunity for your business to go social, a better way to share videos, photos, and company news that is uh, highly indexable and searchable by the web. So it's been a troubling time when you lose the business, but mm -hmm. it was a wake-up call for me. Uh, to get more engaged. So it ended up being a blessing in disguise that there was a problem, but we fixed it, and now we're developing it uh, even more so that uh, it benefits our bottom line. So uh, just from a demographic perspective, you're on Facebook and you have a fan page. Facebook and a fan page. Approximately how many people are on your fan page? We have 900 like fans. Okay, and when you go over to Google+, Plus, how many people are you... Connected to we there. just started this uh, aggressive campaign uh, in February, so we've had uh, 60 folks get plugged in with our uh, Google Plus page. Now, the unique thing is everybody has, similar to Facebook, where you're connected with other people, so if, if every one person that has plus the page has... 200 or 300 individuals, those 300 individuals will find a post from our business when they search for our category. So 56 people could actually be thousands that have exposure to our business. So we are aggressively trying to promote that. Um, you know, when I talk about Google Plus to most people, they say, oh, great, another, I'm not interested. I do the Facebook thing. I'll never do another social thing. But Again, with education, I'm trying to help the business community understand that it's it's vital. It's a great opportunity to increase revenues and uh, new customers if they do get plugged in. Uh, so this is substantially different because it's from LinkedIn, which I think is person-to-person -person in a business sense. Mm -hmm. And you're going to business-to-consumer using Google+. Plus. Both ways, actually. The businesses can get social with each other. So you are you have a potential to prospect the business, uh, too, as long as those businesses are actively involved within Google+. They are affected by those search results as well, plus they are exposed to your company news. So it's uh, another way on a sh kind of shoestring marketing budget to create an unbelievable exposure for your business. So... Um, absolutely. It kind of goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Does it take a lot of time? Well, you really have to budget yourself, okay? So you really have to um, you really have to think about your time. Okay? So how much time per week does Les put into Google Plus? Uh, I, I bring it all together, so I have a system uh, that goes in place. I probably spend three hours of my work week into the Internet. Oh, in total? In total. So that's all social media, that's all video, that's all reposting, that's all promotional, at least three hours per week. So it is manageable, but you can spend countless hours 
do you use any any software programs that you've purchased to uh, uh, improve your own efficiency in managing the social media? Our email marketing campaign mm-hmm. uh, integrates social. Um, they do not have a Google Plus segment in there. And the vendor that you're using is? iContact.com. iContact. Okay, that's a new one. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I've I've used them for six years, and the when I go to schedule our email marketing, I can actually schedule social posts for the entire month. Mm-hmm. So if you have your what I call non-green time, the time that doesn't really make you money, if you can devote some sure, of that from time, nine, nine p.m. to midnight, right, <laughs> or your weekends or what have you, if you can devote some of your off. Uh, money-making time to uh, the marketing, then that's a good opportunity to do it. Good. And a lot of entrepreneurs do exactly that. Mm-hmm. They work in the. I was talking to another entrepreneur uh, earlier this week, and he said he was working 80 hours a week, mm-hmm. and he was probably short in his estimate. <laughs> probably. But uh, the good thing I've learned from my own personal life, because you have to separate business from personal, mm-hmm. is I actually do clock out now. You do clock out. I actually clock out. You got a, you got a time clock and everything. I, yep. Once I clock out, I'm done. There's no more business until the next day. So. Good. Good. Uh, Les, let me ask you this question: Can you give our listeners a leadership tip or two? Honor your commitments, not mm. only to your customers but to your employees, by being uh, uh, honest. And honoring those commitments, you know, if you make commitments with your employees, you know, that that goes far. You know, Mm -hmm. when they have a trust and faith in you, um, the benefits of that far exceed the effort that you put in. And always being early. You know, I know it's sometimes challenging, but even with our customers, you know, we, we, we operate a service industry. And everybody's time is different. Mm-hmm. So it, it poses some challenges. You know, they expect us to be here at a certain time. So if they expect you there at 1 p.m., that's the scheduled cleaning time, what time does your team arrive? Oftentimes we're early. Which means? Early. <laughs> 12, 12, 12, potentially. We often try to show up early. We always set a time. Often we're early. Rarely, rarely we're late. And with education, or I'm sorry, with notification, we're, if we're running behind, we're always up front with uh, communication there. So, you know, that, uh, to set the leadership role, you know, your employees t- are always taking uh, your example. They're always paying attention to you. So if I was the owner that showed up late, I didn't honor my commitments. Um, I didn't perform and, and treat our customers with respect. How could I expect when I'm away, when I'm away from my business, that they're going to act the same way? So, so that makes me guess that you're a oldest child in your family. I'm the youngest. Youngest. By how many years? Uh, six years. Oh, so that makes you a firstborn. Because <laughs> it's restarts every yeah. every six years. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, family yeah, used yeah. to joke that he was a, an only child who had uh, two older sisters, thirteen and fifteen years older than him. Oh, I see. <laughs> Starts all over yeah. again. Uh, I think we have time for maybe one more short question. Um, are you looking for new employees this year, 2013? Um, we are holding tight currently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been very frugal since day one. 
you know, and not overextending ourselves. So mm-hmm. um, I've got a system in place to accommodate what we have now. Um, it would take a um, a big change to hire on any additional employees, but we hope by next year the volume of business will allow us to graduate to another truck and hire on another cleaning crew. So how many days a week do you actually clean carpets? Uh, We're available six days a week, Mm -hmm. and then on special requests certain days, our commercial clients may be closed on a Sunday, so we have to accommodate whatever is best for our clients. Good. Russ, I want to thank you for being on the show, and I'm going to be giving you a copy of uh, one of our newer Sandler books, The 49 Sandler Rules uh, by David Madsen. Uh, this book made it to number one on the Amazon bestseller list. Inside, you'll find a million dollars <laughs> and a uh, free training of our classes. This is one of the few autographed copies of the book by uh, David Matson. Great. And again, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. Great. And we're uh, looking forward to uh, be with you folks uh Next week on Thursday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. 